Nation, welcome to episode two of the LMS Nation podcast. We're excited to bring to you information that you can help your middle schooler through those middle school years. Actually, more help you the parenting of a middle schooler. So we are back with episode two, and we are here again with Mrs. Plunkett, as promised, talking about reading, and today we are going to be talking about accessibility to books. So welcome, Mrs. Plunkett. Hi, thanks for having me again. So let's talk a little bit about how we can help parents and our students get books in their hands, because that's what we really want to do. We want to find interesting books, relevant books, things that um, are fascinating to them. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about some places that we can go or where we can help our parents. Sure. Um, so parents and teachers alike, I think, are always on the hunt for affordable books and, as you said, books of high interest. And I have found a few local places that always have books that children and adults alike would enjoy. So I want to share some of the more local places we can go for books. Scholastic Warehouse has a sale two or three times a year. I know I always go to the sale in the spring. And the warehouse is in Robbinsville. And if you Google it, you can actually, uh, you provide them with your email. And then they will email you an invitation to their sales. And sometimes there are coupons. And they let you know the exact days, times, and locations. So I've gone to the warehouse sales. And I've come out with you know two boxes of books for a great price. So I would definitely suggest that. And I don't think it's one that parents are aware of. But anyone can go. You know, you can be a parent. Um, you don't have to be a school teacher to go there. And can you go anytime? Is it open at any time, the Scholastic Warehouse? It is not open at okay. any time. So that's why you want to Google it and sign up, and then they will email you the times and days of their sales. And then I think you guys might be aware, but just in case you're not, local libraries always have a used book section where they are selling books um, either because – you know, they have a surplus of the books or they're books that are a little bit older and maybe aren't as popular anymore. But I have found so many books here for my classroom library. I have found copies of The Hunger Games. So sometimes I wonder if it has anything to do with the edition of the book and how long it's been on the shelf and maybe they have new ones in. I'm not really sure what qualifies the book to end up on this shelf, but they are selling books for 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars max. Anytime I go to the library, I walk out with at least one or two books from the used book section. And also, in addition to having that used book section, I, I know our local Mercer County Library in Lawrence has one available to patrons at all times. They also will have, I would say maybe once or twice a year, a way bigger sale. And sometimes they call it a brown paper bag sale or a box sale. And you are given a bag or you can bring a bag. I forget um, the exact details. But you can fill this bag or box with as many books as you can fit in it. And then you pay by the bag or by the box. And again, that's something that local libraries will do once or twice a year as they get new inventory. 
I can imagine you walking out with a full bag. You probably bring yes. the largest bag that you can. I know how you are. So that's pretty, that's an awesome way to, to get some books is to uh, go to the, one of those types of sales. But the other thing too is you can just get a library card. Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Always. A library card is probably the, the best. It's not even an investment because it doesn't cost anything. But yes, the best investment of your time and effort. Is to go to our local library. And we are lucky because the Mercer County <laughs> Library is right here on Dara Lane, um, right across from the CVS and Mrs. G's. And I think it's the worldwide carpet place right on Route 1. So um, it's so convenient because kids can walk there as well. Um but they're open, I think, pretty much every day of the week, I think, they're open. Um, but if you just Google uh, the Mercer County Library System, you will see that Lawrence branch. And it's um, I've been in there during the day and at night, and it's hopping in there. And it's always great, too, because we see lots of kids in there. But we also, our, our teacher does some nice art displays mm-hmm. in the um, library. So the library is such a great resource, the public library. And I didn't realize that they had so many of these used book sales. Um, so that's a great opportunity to get really great books at cheap prices. So um, thanks for sharing that. All right, what else do we have? And you can also, at the library, they also have audible books too, so you, or books on tape. So if you don't have time necessarily to um, read, the, you know, physically reading it, you can listen to a book. Or if you have a book that maybe they're reading for school, they might have the audio tape at the local library as well. Um, and I think that adds to the flavor of a book as well. Um, and they, I know that they have that at the Mercer County Library. And I think you can do online audible books too. Mm-hmm. So since you mentioned that, I'll share that the Mercer County Library system uses Hoopla and eLibrary New Jersey. And well, Mindy knows this. For so you don't have to have the physical e-reader in your hand. If you've got the smartphone or the computer, you can just use the app to access your Nook books or Kindle books. I have a Nook and I use on my smartphone the Nook app so that if I'm anywhere, if I'm you know waiting in line for something, I'm thinking about when I dropped off my car. If I'm sitting there, I can just pull it up and I can read um, there. And then as for audio, there are a couple of free audio apps that I have found. Um, I will say, usually the classics are offered for free, but if you're looking for, really, if you're looking for excellent renditions of current novels, especially young adult, I have found that Audible, which you do have to pay for, I have found that Audible is, in my opinion, um, the best one. And I think you can get a membership for maybe $15 a month. And I know that there are a lot of things that many of us pay for, you know, $15 a month maybe for a Hulu account or Netflix, whatever it might be. So I do think it's a sound investment. And the nice thing is you can share it amongst your family members. My husband and I, we share our Audible account. And, you know, then you can listen to the same books and maybe even pause and discuss on long car rides like we do. But, again, that's just a nice option to have and I think a good investment. So as Mindy said, a student can be listening and reading along, especially when it's a book for school. And you can, with Audible, you get free books. So you earn credits um, 
on a it, it depends on how much you buy but also i think just having the membership mm-hmm. so that's how you can you don't have to keep paying for books you yeah. could wait till you get your your free um click kind of thing yeah and they'll run sales for members <laughs> even though it's not too. free because you get your monthly right. charge but but that's I think how i think get, about you it get more there's more bang for your buck yeah. I do i do think and yeah. i remember last summer at some point they ran some crazy special on young adult books and i must have purchased all the books for like five dollars yeah and so i ended up spending quite a bit of money i went beyond my credits oh well because at that point you know a, a credit Maybe I'm paying fifteen dollars a month, but a credit can purchase a thirty dollar yes, yeah. like new, you know, exactly. bestseller. So you don't really want to spend your credits on the no, five on the cheap ones. <laughs> yeah, I try. I find myself doing that a lot as well. And but what what I think that was really great about Audible and even e-readers, any type of e-reader that you have, if you're able to access it from your phone, you can. It's anywhere. Like so, if you forget the physical book at home. Yeah. And you're out and you need to, you know, you have that extra time to sit and read. You have something with you all the time. Right. And I just got excited because I forgot that <laughs> this is something really cool. Uh, teachers, parents, and, you know, we, this is something we try to teach our kids in middle school. And I do think they, they start to recognize how important annotation is. But really, high school students, I think, could benefit from this um, even more. With Audible or any e-reader, there are usually annotation tools like I know with audible I'm constantly pausing and then recording my reaction or thought or bookmarking it and it's so great when you have to later plan a lesson or if you're planning a book study and you want to be able to return to something right away you have that information and you can email it to yourself you can put it in memos there's just so many great ways that you can use that data. And as Mindy said, you know, you're, you're being safe because you're not holding the phone, <laughs> you know, hands off. But you can listen when you're taking uh, a long ride somewhere. And I don't know, I, I just, I feel more accomplished when I'm able to multitask like that. Like, I feel like it's okay that I'm driving to Rhode Island four hours today because I read a whole book right. on the way here. We're not really supposed to be multitasking <laughs> when we're driving, but yes, Mrs. Plunkett, I totally get what you're saying. I do too. I feel like, wow, I got, there's times that even like I'm towards the end of a book and I've been to the grocery store and I'm like, all right, I have to drive around the corner to yeah. finish listening. To, meanwhile, I could just walk into my... Especially as your kids are getting older, you know, you've probably got all these great books from fourth or fifth grade. Now they're in seventh grade. They want something new. Take those... Well, if you're not going to give them to the classroom teachers, take those books to the, the bookstore and trade them in to get something new for your kids. Yeah, so I think book exchange are great also just with your neighbor. Yes. That's so as... Talk to other kids, see what they're reading, if they've bought or purchased books. Trade with your friends. Um, as you just talked about, the other thing, too, is is that we have classroom libraries, and we also have a fabulous library here at the middle school that has amazing books. Our librarian does a great job of um, really looking for books that are high interest to young students. So there's a lot of new Um, YA books so let's talk about that for a second like where how do you know what's like good and what's out there like where's the places to go to kind of know like what's a good book like what's the latest and greatest young author book that's out there Uh, so my go-to's include Goodreads if you haven't signed up for Goodreads or you don't know what it is Google it Um, but once you sign up you basically 
you search for any book you've ever read that you enjoyed, you'll find it immediately, and then you rate it. They have a star system. I think it's five stars. And as you're rating these books, the program will intuitively start to recommend books for you based on the books that you enjoy. And you can search for books by genre, and you can search um, by bestsellers. You can, you know, new books, whatever's out there. And there are so many people who are part of this community who are willing to, you know, let you know what they think of a book. It's just a, a really great opportunity to, to find out what's out there. I know my students love it when we when we have used it in the past. Also, Mrs. Kramer recently showed our seventh graders a program that we have in the library called Novelist, and I think it's spelled N-O-V-E-L-I-S-T, and it basically does the same thing as Goodreads except it's more geared and targeted for specific age groups, which I think is even more helpful at this grade level. And as students select books they like, on the side to the right, it will show a list of like books or you know recommend books that are like that book. And then at the bottom of that, this is something that my students especially enjoyed, there are a bunch of, uh, there's, checks check marks that they can select um i should just say a list that they can check off so if you liked the drama or the suspense or the romantic relationships or the humor or the drawings you can check off the things about the book that you really liked and then it will do an even more advanced search to find other books that have similar qualities so that's novelist all of our middle school students have access to it mrs kramer has showed them how to use it and you know hopefully they they could even show you and then you can use it too and then, you know, Barnes & Noble has actually been doing a really good job, I would say, of the last two years of coming up with book lists. So uh, bestseller lists uh, by genre, by different topics. So also check out Barnes & Noble. And then Pernille Rip, P-R-N-I-L-L-E-R-I-P-P. Pernille Rip is a now world-renowned literacy guru who teaches seventh grade in Wisconsin, she is constantly, well, she and her students are constantly either tweeting or putting on Instagram or writing on her blog about the books that they have just read. She also now receives ARC or pre-released books from countless publishers. So she's always telling you about, you know, the, the new book that's going to be out soon. That's amazing. And Okay, great. Thank you so much, Mrs. Plunkett. We really appreciate you being here and sharing us with us ways to get our hands on books. Um, we're really glad uh, that we had this conversation today. So we lots of ways to get your hands on books, expensive, cheap books. Um, you can get e-books. You can go to the library and get a free books. So lots of ways to find really great books that we want our kids to read. So we really appreciate it, uh, you being here. And as we said, you will be here again with us for episode three of this reading series. And we will be talking about read alouds. And I know we talked a little bit about that today, but we're going to go even deeper into that, a deep dive into read alouds and why we do them here at the middle school. So that's coming up in our next episode. If there's anything that you would like to know out there um, that you want us to share with you about middle school years or what we do here at the middle school or how we can help you, please reach out to us. Um, we would love to hear from you um, and bring you some great podcast in the future. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.